Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Now let's get to the news. Yesterday, we reported that Daimler had to cut production targets of the all-electric EQC in half due to a battery cell shortage from its supplier, LG Chem. Well, today, Daimler is denying it all. It says it has not changed its production plans and intends to build 50,000 EQCs this year. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see because last year Daimler said it would sell 25,000 EQCs, but it only made 7,000 of them. There were more than 25,000 traffic-related deaths in the European Union in 2017, and now automakers are coming up on a deadline that will force them to install advanced safety systems on their vehicles before they can sell them. And this includes all vehicles, vans and buses as well, and it starts from the middle of 2022. The equipment includes intelligent cruise control, driver monitoring systems, and event data recorders. Cars and vans will need to have emergency braking and lane-keeping systems, as well as enlarged head impact protection zones. Trucks and buses must be designed to reduce blind spots and have pedestrian detection systems. And this should reduce fatalities by 21,000 people between 2021 and 2037. General Motors is dead serious about its motor racing activities. It's building an R&D center in Charlotte, North Carolina, that's dedicated exclusively to motor racing. It's a pretty good size, 75,000 square feet, and will include driver-in-the-loop simulators, as well as equipment for vehicle simulation and aerodynamic development. The driver-in-the-loop simulator allows for virtually testing at any racetrack under a variety of simulated conditions. It can test vehicle software, electronic control units, as well as traditional hardware, like springs, dampers, stabilizer bars, chassis control systems, anti-lock brakes, and stability control. You know, Ford actually used one of these to develop the Mustang Mach-E, and engineers there credit it with greatly accelerating the development of the Mach-E. For years, we talked about consolidation in the supplier industry. But instead of fewer suppliers, there's actually more of them. A number of suppliers have actually spun off their high-tech operations. And at CES, I saw a bunch of companies I'd never even heard of. So where's all this going? On AutoLine This Week, Julie Freem, the president and CEO of the Original Equipment Suppliers Association, shares her insight as to where the supplier industry is heading. What I see happening is, as these smaller, innovative companies come on the scene, they start to look at what's it really take to make 100,000 or 200,000 or half a million. And suddenly, the reality of the production line and delivering that kind of volume to the industry hits home. And that's when they uh, look out and say, boy, is there someone that can help us do this? it may be an acquisition where a company, a larger company, buys that technology and integrates it into their own. It can be um, unique partnerships. We are seeing different kinds of partnerships evolve 
uh, particularly as we look at some of the new technologies for battery electric vehicles or automated vehicles. It's just a different again, world that we've talked about, it's changing. And so that dynamic is something that the suppliers are adjusting to. For more about the struggles and opportunities facing the supplier industry, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv, or find it on our YouTube channel. Waymo is expanding its autonomous vehicle testing. Google's self-driving unit will start testing its modified Chrysler Pacificas and, and long-haul trucks in Texas and New Mexico this year. The company already tests self-driving cars in Arizona, San Francisco, and Atlanta. Earlier this month, Waymo revealed that it has racked up 20 million miles driven on public roads since 2009 with its fleet of autonomous vehicles. No doubt you've already heard that Tesla's market valuation passed $100 billion thanks to its stock more than doubling in just the last three months. Now, it's the second most valuable automaker in the world, having surpassed Volkswagen at $99 billion, and it's only behind Toyota at about $223 billion. Elon Musk must love what's going on. His board of directors gave him some pretty aggressive targets to hit, but with Tesla's market cap over $100 billion, he could be on track to get a pay package worth $300 and $50 million. Speaking of Tesla, seven unexploded U.S. bombs from World War II were found at the site where the company is going to build its plant in Germany. The bombs weigh about 110 pounds each, and they'll be defused by experts. But you know, it's actually not uncommon to find unexploded bombs from the war in Germany. Reuters reports that an 1,100-pound World War II bomb was found earlier this week in Cologne, and a similar one was discovered in Berlin. It's estimated that the United States and the United Kingdom dropped nearly 1.4 million tons of bombs on Germany, defeating Hitler and the Third Reich. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. While we're getting our first peek at the all-new Cadillac Escalade, it came attached to an announcement that Spike Lee is going to introduce the SUV in a short film that debuts on February 4th. Looks like the Escalade will be getting some styling inspiration from the XT6. Outdoors people love to buy aftermarket accessories for their vehicles, but now Chevy is bringing the aftermarket to them. It teamed up with the world's leading camouflage brand, Realtree, to make a limited edition Silverado. The truck is slathered with Realtree camouflage graphics on the bedsides and door trim, as well as featuring the Realtree logo in the standard bed liner. Other highlights include a 2-inch lift, 20-inch black wheels, unique tires, locking rear diff, skid plates, hill descent control, and a 2-speed transfer case. The Silverado Realtree Edition will go on sale this summer. And Mercedes just sent us pictures of the new E-Class. It has updated styling in the front and no longer features the big Mercedes logo in the grille. And if you kind of squint, it reminds us of a Ford Fusion. Customers can choose from seven plug-in hybrid variants, and they'll be offered in the U.S. for the first time as well as a new range of inline engines. It's also available with a number of new or updated driver assistance technology. And the interior features 
a new steering wheel with touch controls and two 10.25 inch display screens, which are standard. We'd like to show you a picture of the interior. Unfortunately, Mercedes didn't provide one. The new E-Class will be first offered in Europe starting this summer with China following after that. You know, you might think that diesel engines are dead in the water, but they're actually doing quite well in the U.S. market, with sales up 2% last year. However, that includes Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Jaguar, and Land Rover, which pretty much have backed out of selling diesels last year. If you look at only sales of diesel pickup trucks, commercial vans, and SUVs, sales were up nearly 4%, but there were some noticeable flops. Sales of the diesel Chevrolet Colorado and Equinox and GMC Canyon fell 50%, and the Nissan Titan diesel was down 37%. We get a lot of vehicles coming through the Autoline garage, and I just finished test driving a Ram 1500 Limited Crew Cab 4x4. <laughs> it's actually hard to believe this is a work truck. The interior looks more like a custom-fitted pinstripe suit from Savile Row. And the sticker price reflects that kind of luxury. A whopping $75,850, and that includes nearly $19,000 worth of options. $5,000 of that alone is for the diesel engine, which I found to be quite noisy and clattery while accelerating but silky smooth and quiet when cruising at a steady speed. It also delivered 22 miles per gallon, which is two miles per gallon less than the EPA rating, but this was in cold weather conditions with the seat heater and the heater fan on all the time. You know, it's funny, but I found there was more lag in changing XM Sirius radio stations than there was turbo lag. I used to think that Uconnect was terrific, but on this truck, it took multiple taps on the screen and a noticeable lag time when choosing any of the preset stations. If they can fix that, I would rate this as one impressive pickup. But anyway, that wraps up today's show and this week's worth of reports. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back here again on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.